I got a job now, woman. Sweet mama. Yeah, coming over here to me. I got a job, baby doll. Now we're gonna have all gonna live a little thing called free. I got a job, gotta rise at the crack of the dawn. I'm a mopping the floor and scrubbing the john. I got a job, sweet mama. Have to sit down next to me. Yeah. 
story I want to tell y'all. See, it was September 1st, 1999, the day of my death. My back was on the cold concrete as I took my last breath. And I saw my body laying on the ground as my soul hovered above it. Damn idea, <laughs> he was a good looking cat. But anyway, another day at 18 years of age Step into heaven's gates anxious to see what God's got to say Maybe he'll give me a gift for always saying my prayer But he might send me downstairs for last year's love affair Well, who cares? You know, right now it's all a mystery I mean, I'll find out when I get there Until then, I can't let it get to me I'm keeping my cool Besides, everybody dies I'll just follow the white light like they do in the movies it seems like hours went by and I'm still traveling Right towards the brightness Now this ain't heaven or hell, this realm is lifeless And I hate to say it, but this wild goose chase had me bored No directions, no clues, and no idea what I was in for But then forward I kept floating And in a quick flash, the light split directly in half And created a fort's path Representing each side was an angel Now what's the task I have to untangle To meet the big man in charge, I asked And the one to the right of me said One of us always lies and one always tells the truth Ask the right one the right question And he'll direct you to heaven But if you ask the wrong one, son Farewell, you're going straight to well Y'all get the picture And the one on my left told me not to listen to his fears He said it ain't that complicated to find out where God lives He told me to follow his path Until God, he said hi Then the one on my right jumped in and told me not to believe his lies And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ I didn't care much for life But I'd have tried to stay alive forever If I knew this is what death was like I was never good at problem solving Especially in emergencies I get a tad bit nervous when concerned with burning for eternity But anyways, I asked them which one lied And they pointed at each other And thinking I had it, I asked them the name of my mother One said he don't know The other said he know, but he can't tell me God damn, this is gonna be hard And so I asked like 30 questions And I still wasn't sure Then being me, I got pissed And gave them pricks a few good words Frustrated with it all I turned my back to the angels And when I walked away to my surprise I found myself in heaven You know what I'm saying? Kinda just turned around from the whole situation Rejecting everything that was going on That's how I walked into heaven
magical landscapes stripped of all its lubricants the driest of humorists in a cynical sinkhole it's all about time and time is moving quick the dead panhandle is shooting the shit with a sunny disposition during a lunar eclipse Multiple persona, non grata, shaka con artist, quantum leaping card, shock versus the master Don Dada, bombastic Casanova in a traveling carnival, the very last of the genuine articles. Copy that, partner. I'm an impartial party to your god particle arguments. The fool proves his non existence with impossible confidence. Phenomenal. Disregard the belief of non believing God. And we're the false positive of improbable odds. Impossible jaw molecules dissolve in the palms of my tiny pathetic hands. Scientific Methods be damned. My spam fold is overflowing. I crammed all night for the final exam and overslept. You never graduate from dream school. You never graduate from dream school. You never graduate dream school. Never graduate from dream school. Meet me in Temecula. Got somewhere to be, but I'm lost in a maze. At a loss for words. Entirely diary tossed in a blaze. Swallow hard. 500 donuts frosted and glazed. Eat them up, eat them up. Closer to death is a cost of delays. Time is running out. Trapped in a church with a nun or a witch. So you're not supposed to be here. Run for your life, throw the gun in a ditch. Don't change your face. Fight for the poor, make fun of the rich. But some of them switch. I'm a call him a son of a bitch Son of a bitch Under the weight of a merciful sleep To the moon 42 inches of vertical leap Submersible deep I look in a mirror that's shattered and cracked Scatter attacked And so was my life as a matter of fact Where the hell am I? Side of the road repairing a flat Don't do that, you're scaring the cat Buzzing but wasn't I wearing a hat Forbidden the sound Dunking a basketball, hitting a homer A kidding around Chased by a snake, I wake up with a boner Why? Away from dream school. You never graduate from dream school. You never graduate dream school. You never graduate from dream school. guest is a man named Joey. He, by his own admission, has murdered 38 people. He was a paid killer, a paid
hitman for the mafia. Joey is the author of the recently published book, Killer, in which he describes his career and the world of organized crime. You've killed 38 people. When did you first kill someone? I was 16, the first time I hit somebody in the head. How did that come to pass? I was working numbers as a kid, and I was a big, tough kid, and I became a controller very shortly. And one day, the guy come to me, said, I got a job for you. So what is it? I want you to hit somebody in the head. I looked at him. I said, what do you want to know? He says, by tonight. I says, all right, see me tonight. So I thought it over. You know, if I turn this guy down, all my life I'll be scuffling. I'll be looking to hustle or make a dollar somehow or other, you know. If I take the job, I'm somebody. If I do it right. So I decided to take it. And uh, in them days, I was paid what I considered a fortune. And after I did the job, Guys who used to see me, you know, and just sort of fluff me off, you know, like, like that's just another kid walking around. Uh, suddenly, well, I kid, how are you? Just like that. I, all of a sudden, I had no friends. I never even know I had. How much were you paid? Five thousand dollars. At sixty. That's correct. How did you kill him? I walked up behind him and I shot him in the back of the head. Why did you kill? Because I was paid. Do you know what he did? I didn't ask. It was none of my business. Who hired you? Not the name of the man. I mean, was it an organization? It was part of, part of an organization, yes. Did they tell you why he was going to have done? You didn't ask? No. It was none of my business. You ain't supposed to ask. You, they offer you a job. You take the job, you do it. You don't take the job, you don't do it. And it's your business to know, unless it happens to be somebody uh, where, as you go by, you get a reputation, what does, and they're going to they're gonna knock somebody down, and somebody you happen to know, you know, they'll tell you you know him, and they'll give you the option. Well, it's by description of what they tell you, you figure you know the place and you say, well, I ain't too interested. How did you feel when you killed somebody? Well, the first the very time? first time. I don't know. I guess I was a little shook. But after that, it didn't bother me. Did your conscience hurt you? No. Could you sleep? Yeah. I didn't sleep too good the first night. I, I was tossed and turned for a while, make sure that I got rid of the gun and everything. I made sure everything, I, w I went over everything in my mind, you know, make sure I did it all right. And then after that, and then I was pretty sure that the next day when the coppers came looking for me, I was, everything was all right. Did you ever wonder about that person you had a wife or children? I don't worry about any of them. The same as if somebody comes after me, he ain't going to worry about me. What was your background, Joe? Were you an orphan? I was, a, I was in an orphan as a kid. When did you lose your mother and father? Well, they died uh, when, I was, when I was pretty young. You went to a lot of orphanages? Well, I went to a lot of foster homes. And then we finally got back together again when my old man came out of the camp. Your father was a criminal? Well, you call him a criminal, but he was my old man. What did he do? Why did they put him in jail? Uh, he killed three guys. Uh, he, was, he had a numbers bank up in the North Bronx. And Dutch Schultz sent some guys up there one day to declare himself in as a partner. My old man put him to sleep. And he was tried and found guilty? Yeah, he, got, he was convicted of manslaughter. Could there have been any family legacy of, of killing? In other words, your father did it, so why not? No. No. My old man, my old man was the type of guy when he had it, we had it. 
than I ever did in that. You know, it was just one of those things. He did the best he could with what he had. He tried. That's all I can ask him for. The other men you've killed, you've done that on contract from the mob? I've done exactly 35 on contract and three for reason. Three for reason. That's correct. Tell us about three for reason. Well, I got married in 1958. How old? About 26. And uh, I married a girl who, I don't know, the first person I ever met who ever gave me anything without me having to take it. And uh, I was hired to do a job with somebody that had nothing to do with hitting. Well, my payoff was supposed to be 40000 Only the party, party thought it would be cheaper to kill me. Only when he went to my house, I was in Reno. I didn't know nothing about it. And he came to my house, and my wife was there, and she was pregnant. And one of them asked where I was, and my wife said she didn't know, which was true, she didn't. And they kicked me in the stomach, and she hemmed me, she was... Then they caught me, caught up to me, and they broke my neck. And I put 15 months in the hospital. But they made one mistake. They didn't break it big enough. When I come out of the hospital, I went hunting. And there was nothing in this world that was going to stop me from finding a And I found them. And I watched them all die nice and slow. You ever shoot anybody with a long-range 22? Shoot them in the legs so they can't move. They shoot them in the shoulders, in the arms, and in the rib cages so they bleed nice and they hurt a lot. And they use flat, flat bullets, flathead bullets. What you do is you take a blade and you shave part of the bullet off to make it flat. So when it goes in, it scrambles. And they just kept reloading and kept shooting. And I'll tell you something, I never felt so good in all my life. Three men. Those three. And all the other killings had no personal motive, no None personal whatsoever. connection. You never knew any of the men. I knew some of them. But that, no one of them didn't make it personal. How is a murder arranged in the organization? Well, generally, so I get a message that so-and-so would like to meet me or talk to me, and I call up on a like, telephone that I'll have a number for. And I call them, and they say, well, meet me at such and such a restaurant. It might be a restaurant up in East Harlem, it might be a restaurant in Midtown, it might be a restaurant down Little Italy, it might be a restaurant up in the Bronx, it might be a Chinese restaurant. It could be anywhere. Could, it, could it be Miami and Chicago and Detroit? I could, no, because I'll get my original contract out of the city I'm living in at the moment. All your I work is be, contracted for in New York. As a rule, yeah. It could be, go, I'll be going to another city. Yeah. Uh, then the, when you show up at the restaurant, yeah. you come with a man? No. They know who you are. They know who I am. Bosses know who I am. The people I do the work for know who I am. So I'll go in, we'll sit down, and we'll have dinner. First, the general talk, you know, how's your family, how's things going, you making any money, you're earning, uh, you know, things like that, you know, how so-and-so fine. And then during the course of the meal, the man will say to you, well, uh, I got a job for you. That's all right, what is it? This is uh, I, so-and-so. Want such and such. Done. All right, go ahead. You know, how much? Well, what's the word? So I said, all right, 20000 Done. Before I leave the restaurant, I'll have my 20000 No, wait a What's the price for murder? Now, today is 20 G's. Black. Black 20 G's. No matter who it is. No, it's a 
ain't nobody exceptional. It's luck. Like when they wanted to hit Joey Gallo, the price was 50 grand. I turned it down. Because I like Joey Gallo. He's a good friend of mine. He was an honorable kid. I don't care, I don't care what any of these monkeys got to say. Okay. They agree on the price, $20,000. Right. Is a contract signed? No, your contract is, when you took the money, your contract is your word. Your word is your bond. You're paid in advance. That is correct. If the man changes his mind and doesn't want that person killed, I keep the money. You keep the money. That is correct. Now, you then go, and it's your responsibility to make sure that man dies. That is correct. If you bungle the job, what happens? I'm dead. Why? You did your best, presumably. That's not my best. My Have you ever bungled a job? No. All 38 men? They went. They were dead before they ever hit the ground. Now, the $20,000 is cash. Always. Always. I'm going to take a check, right? No, I don't think you'd take a check. Uh, and I would suspect the check better be good. <laughs> uh, you're then told what about the victim? I am told who, who, he, is, who where... he is, where I can find him, where he lives. I was, I'm given as much information about him as is possible. Then it's up to me to pick my time and place. I may, I may stay on him for two or three weeks. Sometimes I can get him in two or three days. It doesn't say, I don't know. But I always check it out myself. You're not told by the man who employs you why this is being done. And you never ask. None of my business. I mean, I, if it's somebody I know, I may ask him. If he wants to, he'll tell me. Like in a couple of cases, uh, I hit guys and I knew why they were going. You know why most of the 35 men that you killed professionally, do you know why they died? Yeah. Why? They were the school pigeons, they were stealing from the boss, and they got too ambitious. Those are the three crimes That's for which it, death pal. must be paid. Right there. Stealing from the boss, stool pigeon. Right. Or too big for your britches. That's right, unless you're big enough to back it up, don't do it. I have to pause. We'll be back in a minute. You've got the contract. You've accepted the $20,000. Now what do you do? Now I take all the information that's been given to me and I read it. And then I start to check it out. I start to check out the person. If I'm told that he leaves his house at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm there at 6.15. Uh, if I'm told that he's got a girlfriend, I go and I find out if this is where the girlfriend lives. And I check to find out. And I may wait around there a day or two to see if he shows up. I may follow the guy for a week. He ain't gonna know I'm there. Got no way to know, because I'm not, I'm not gonna be on him constantly. But I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pick different places where I know he should be. So generally if he's got a girlfriend, he's either gonna go see her at two, between two and four in the afternoon or he's gonna go see her later at night. Two and four in the afternoon, his wife doesn't know what he's doing, or he's gonna go later night, he tells her he's out playing cards, whatever he's doing. Those are the two times he always go, they always go. So, your, be your best shot to go pick a guy off, generally is where, wherever his girlfriend is. Or, if he's gonna go to a game. You know, like a lot of these guys like to go to crap games, or you know, card games, or whatever. You find out where the game is, and generally, you, generally your game is always in an out of the way place. It, invariably it is. And you got it. Out of your experience, what are your preferred places for killing people? My preferred places? Catch them coming out of the girl's place. On the street? Right on the street. Because generally it's uh, two, three in the morning. And 
I use a silencer, nobody's going to hear nothing. If I don't use a silencer, they're going to think it's a backfire anyway. How many people you know are going to get out of a sound sleep? What do you use to kill? 38. Sometimes, sometimes a 32 automatic. Where do you get the gun? Oh, that's easy. I can get you all the guns you want within five minutes of where we are. And after the killing, you dispose of the gun? Oh, yeah. Because without the gun, they got no weapon. Without no weapon, they got no charge. A murder charge can't stand if they can't find the correct. murder weapon. That's correct. Yeah. And where have you killed people? In front of the girls' apartment? Gas stations, I guess. Gas stations, uh, swampland, small town, uh, big cities. Restaurants? Uh, restaurants, warehouses. You, the movies show us the Godfather, for example. Just walking into a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvelous, you killing an hour. What about the crowd? What about identification? What about witnesses? That's about the only, only accurate thing that I can remember about the picture. Because no, nobody in the right nobody can give you a description. It's almost impossible. Because when people hear that loud noise, they hit the floor. And they hit it quick. And they're not going to look up to become heroes and see what you look like. They want, they're only hoping that they, there's no bullets come their direction. And as I described, well, one place where I hit a guy, the people, there were, I think, 14 different people in there. Not one of them come up with the same description of me. You disguise yourself in any way? No, just walk in, do the job, turn around, walk out. You wear a hat? No, what for? That makes you conspicuous. When you walk, I, look, I walk in a joint, I look like another guy walking in a joint. The guy I'm coming for, he doesn't know I'm there until I'm right on top of him. Are there don'ts? In killing people? Yeah. You do not kill them in houses of worship. You do not kill them in their home in front of their families. And you do not torture them. Do you rob them? Nope. Do not rob them. Do you torture them? Nope. So you just do this quickly? Just do your job and get out of there. What are you, well, you're not there to play games. You're not there to decide why he should die. You, you, somebody already decided he's going to die. He ain't got a chance to cross himself before he's supposed to trigger. What about the pleas? What about their begging and their friends? I don't, give, I don't give them enough time to even get the word please out. If they see me, it's all over by the time they see me. If they don't see me because I come up behind them, they never had a chance anymore. Clean, shiny shoes. Right. Now, there was this one time I distinctly remember. I'm, I'm at a big celeb party over at Jack Nicholson's house. Oh, man, please don't tell this story. Uh, I, 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 got, I got this old hot dog roll, right? I, I sort of put it on my knob, right? Well, actually, I sort of... No, I didn't actually put it on the knob. I, I sort of put my knob in it, and I, I squeezed a load of ketchup over the top, right? So what I do... <laughs> what I do is I, I, 
I offer this sort of hot dog on a plate to that Alanis Morissette bird. She's like tagging away at it and trying to get it off the plate. But it's not coming off, see? So, meanwhile, I, I'm making like, yeah, baby, grab that hot dog, grab it, good time. Listen, man, you gotta stop this. Now, I, I've done this trick about a thousand times, and normally, yeah, this is the point when I get thrown out of the party. Yeah, I get beaten up or whatever, but, but this time, oh yeah, this time, everyone froze. Like statues. Uh, and then a gentle sort of ripple of laughter and applause went around the room. And you know what? Even old Alanis managed a great big smile. She knew that I'd just caught her out with the old cockdog routine. You know? That is when I realised I'd truly arrived. Uh, so did she eat the hot dog? <clears throat> well, eventually, um, see... The nice thing about being a celebrity now is that if you bore the crap out of people, well, they just think it's their fault. <laughs>
7 cents per liter on fuel at participating
Vegas Online Casino is the real deal. Live dealers in live action. Join the fun. Celebrating 60 years of helping you express yourself. Getting parents through.
Ready to make the most out of summer? Take that spontaneous road trip. Throttle 